Hey, everybody. Uh, this popped up into your feed, and you may be going, wait a second, it's not Tuesday. What's going on here? That's right, because it's a Doable Discipleship special episode for you today. Um, a Doable Discipleship is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to whisper and then shout loudly, the show that helps you grow. There you go. Hopefully that didn't get too loud in your ears. Um, we're coming to you with a special episode today because uh, we are getting to partner with our women's ministry here at Saddleback Church on a special event that they are doing specifically for moms. I was excited for this because I have a mom and because my wife is a mom, and uh, but I am not a mom. So I had to enlist some great help in um, talking about uh, about what we are going to be talking about today. So I have two very special friends joining me today. Uh, by the way, I didn't say, oh, my name is Jason. I don't think I said that. My name is Jason. Normally I'm joined by Brandon, uh, but he's not here today. So I got two awesome replacements, Sandra Maddox and Linda Tokar. They are both leaders in the women's ministry here at Saddleback Church. You have heard or seen Linda before on this podcast. She serves with our team in many different areas. And um, I'm just excited to get to have this conversation with you guys today. So thank you so much for being here and uh, for jumping into this conversation. Great. We're excited. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. All right. So special event for moms. Our women's ministry right now is going through this idea of how Jesus makes you enough. And I'm so excited to be talking about that because Honestly, this can be a very stressful time for lots of different people. So I want to start out by asking both of you, what have you been learning? What has been some main takeaways for you during this quarantine season? Sandra, let's start with you. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, yes, Jason, that's such a good question. I had to think about it for a while. And, you know, um, Quarantine for me has been different because I don't have little ones at home or children at home. So, but it's been, um, it's been challenging to say the least, like everybody else. We all have our own. I love what Pastor Rick says. Some of us are on yachts. Some of us are on just a ship and some are hanging on, you know, just a raft. I love what he says that. But, um, but for me, what I've been learning is, um, you know, I'm usually such a, um, a scheduler. And I schedule everything and I rush out the door. I always have my quiet time in the morning because that always sets my heart, you know, yeah. to whatever's going to happen out there. <laughs> so, um, but what I loved about this time is I've been able to have time to do the things that I've always said I wanted to do. Like there are these, um, and technology has been amazing, just to say the least, there have been these great sem uh, seminary classes that I've been wanting to take for free oh, online. Cool. So I've been taking a few of those. And who has time for that, you know, normally? <laughs> I mean, to sit and really dig into God's word and, and really, you know, analyze it for ourselves and hear, you know, what God's trying to work in your heart from it. So I've learned that... Um, even in this time, I've, I've really have loved to dig into God's word and actually study it in depth, you know, and I've learned that that free time that I used to have 
I used to say, oh, I'm so tired. I can't really do that. But now I say, oh, wow, I really want to go and I really want to study some more and I really want to learn some more. So technology has made that really easy. And I've learned that it can fit in your schedule because Zoom and other meetings have kept us as busy, you know, mm -hmm. but we make time. So it's just different. It's just really different. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's really, I think that's an interesting point. I think it's, it's not that we still, it's not that we don't have appointments or things okay. to do anymore, but what you save on is the commute time. Yes. And so it's, it's making use of that time. It's a, okay, I got, I got this much extra time now. So how can I fill that by pouring into mm -hmm. myself spiritually and spending that time with God and going deeper and doing those things that I've always said, if only I had time. <laughs> and now you're like, okay, I've, I've, I've redeemed some time here. So let's, let's invest that. <laughs> I yes, think that's cool. For me, it's a 30 minute drive to Saddleback, you know, two, oh, and yeah. times, that's an there hour of my day. <laughs> yeah. so I've captured that. You've hour. saved an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Okay. So Linda, well, how have you been growing? What have you been learning in, in this season? So on the one hand, something fun. I've tried a lot of new recipes because I've had a lot of opportunities to make dinner at home. Fun. Right? Hold on, so, hold on, hold on. Favorite new recipe? Mmm. Mm. I think my balsamic crock pot pot roast. Ooh. 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 Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time okay. I make it, everybody's like, oh. That sounds really good. Balsamic right? pot roast. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Anyway, um, sorry to take you away. Yes. Keep, keep. No, it's all good. But this is important because I've had a lot of opportunities to make a lot of meals. Um, but for me, it's been really, I get to focus, I get to choose what I focus on. And in this time for me, it's been recognizing just the absolute uniqueness, uniqueness of this season. Um, you know, my husband travels for work. My kids are in college. So to have all four of us home and home for dinner every night and mm -hmm. around the table and game nights and all these things, because there's no place to go, um, just realizing and embracing this moment and choosing what I think about, because you know, you spend any time on social media at all and you're going to, I mean, you can get into rabbit trails about all kinds of really negative, unhelpful stuff. Mm -hmm or if you watch the news or whatever. And it's like, you know what? I can think about that or I can look at what's around me and say, this is a unique moment. I've never had 140 dinners with my husband in a row, let alone with my <laughs> husband and my kids in a row. So I'm like, you know what? I get to choose what I think about. Hmm. And you know, it's, it's kind of, it's Kay Warren's choose joy. It's choosing where I spend my attention, where I spend my time and that changes how I see my days. It changes everything. Because if I spend my time spinning out about all the things I can't control, then I get really upset. But when I think yeah. about what a blessing this moment is and this moment in time that I will never get back, mm -hmm. then it helps me to say, okay, how can I celebrate today? How can I embrace today and make the most of this opportunity, whatever it looks like? So, that's cool. That's, that's kind great. Of like God has me. Well, I think that's helpful. And I think it, it really leads really well into the next thing I wanted to ask you both, which is just kind of acknowledging that like there are so many different types of seasons that people are in right now. You know, everyone is going through this season of, of, of how to deal with COVID and, and being home and whatnot, but 
moms are moms all over the place are in different types of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some don't have kids that are living with them anymore. Some have kids that are home from college that you weren't expecting to be home, but they back <laughs> but they are. And then there are some that you know have kids that are in in high school or junior high or or like in my case we have a two-year-old and a two-month-old so you know you can have babies kind of you know um so there's so many different seasons so i wanted to start from a place of encouragement um just recognizing that truth so what does the bible say that could help moms who maybe struggling in the season that they're in right now. Um, let's go reverse this time. So Linda, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> start with you. Okay. So as I know, you'll be shocked to hear, I made notes because there's- Not shocked in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> and the first thing that I thought about was that no matter where you are, you're not alone. Um, there's a sense sometimes when you're sitting in your home and- things are kind of spiraling out of control for the X amount of day in a row. And you just feel like I'm, nobody sees me, nobody understands what I'm going through. And the, the truth that the Bible tells us over and over again is that we're not alone. Number one, God is with us in Deuteronomy 31.8 that says the Lord himself goes before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So the first thing is that God is with us. But not only that, we're not alone because we experience is common. I love, you know, usually First Corinthians ten thirteen is used to talk about temptation, but there's a truth in that that says, you know, because it says no temptation has overcome you except what is common to man. And that verse, what it's telling you is no matter what you go through, somebody else has gone through it. You are not mm-hmm. alone. And if you get connected to other people, you're going to find out that there are people that have gone through it, that have survived it, and that can help you get through it. So that's one of the first big truths is that you're not alone. And the other thing, if I'll just share two, and then I'll that's pass all right. it to Sandra. I've got lots. <laughs> okay, um, great. <laughs> is that God's grace is sufficient for whatever you're going through. Second um, Corinthians twelve nine says, "My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness." So when you're sitting at home and you're feeling overwhelmed, or you're feeling like you've lost it just one too many times and you just feel like you can't do this. And as we're looking at virtual schooling for the fall, I mean, there's so much going on and there's the sense of like, I don't know if I can do this. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. He says, I will give you what you need. And that's, I loved the title of this, Jason, when you emailed me, you know, the idea that I may not be enough in myself, but Jesus gives me everything I need to be more than enough for my kids. Yeah. And so to me, that's super encouraging because it means I don't have to muster it in myself. I don't have to become something I'm not. I need to lean into the source and yeah. he will give me what I need. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, I absolutely love that truth that so many of us are experiencing new things for us. It's brand right. new to us. Right. And so when we feel like we don't have the skills or the knowledge or the know-how or the energy or the will, you know, that everything to handle or to face this newness. And it just kind of seems like it goes on day after day after day after day. Mm-hmm. It's just the reminder that like, yeah, you know, it may be really hard for you, but with God, all things are possible. And with God, mm-hmm. if you lean into him and you rely on him, then 
you can handle and do things that you would have never dreamed you could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I love that. Um, Sandra, um, I wanted to ask you the same thing. What, what has been standing out to you about what the Bible says um, for moms who may be in this struggling season right now? Um, I, well, I was thinking that for moms who are in the struggling season right now, I know Linda and I've talked about this before is that, you know, you're enough, you know, the whole title of this is that, that God has created you to be that mom to that child to, mm-hmm. you know, your husband, you've got all the DNA that God wants to be able to pour into that child. I love, um, in the purpose driven life, um, pastor Rick, there's a poem in there by Russell Kelfer. I know sometimes I quote this and it says, you are who you are for a reason. You're part of a master plan. Um, you're perfect in your unique design called God's special woman or man. And then it goes on to say, um, in it says the parents you have you had were the ones he chose, no matter how you may feel, they were custom designed with God's plan in mind, and they bear the master seal. And for me, I think if every mom and dad understood that they are perfectly designed what they have maybe they may not think they have enough for that child but they do god knows he knows every you know hair on your you know your head when you were born he knows the time he knows the time that you know you will no longer be here on earth and i i i think parents forget that we should partner with god they're his our children are his children you know and we Mm -hmm. should you know just honor the fact that, you know, God's got really huge plans for them. Uh, I think of myself in my own life. Um, I grew up, my mom left us when I was like 10, there were five of us. And so I didn't have biblical teaching or any of that kind of stuff. And, you know, someone came around, came around me later in life when I was in my twenties and said, you know, do you know, Jesus, And, um, do you know, this person that loves you more than anybody, you know, and so I wanted to learn about that. But, um, so you can't make any mistakes is what I'm trying to say. If you're, you know, you're not going to make a mistake. You're going to be just what God, you, you are just what God has for that child. And, and for, um, that you're not going to wreck it, I guess is what I'm going to say. And that you are enough, you know, because parents worry about that mm-hmm. young moms, you know, little, they are always worried about, Oh, am I going to make this mistake? They're not going to go to the right school. They're not going to learn, you know, and even now, right now in this time during quarantine, when moms are having to teach and dads are having to teach, you know, I mean, if I had to do that and I had a child right now, I don't know. I, my brain, <laughs> I don't know that I could yeah. do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think that's such a great reminder that God wasn't taken by surprise right. by what's going on, right? <laughs> God knew this was going to happen, and God knew that that moms and dads and kids would be thrust into this situation, mm-hmm. and um, God doesn't leave us to our own devices. He has right. been using the things of your past to grow you to a point where you are here where you are and he's going to continue to grow you through this time too. And I think that's such, at least to me, now I'm not a mom, but to me, it's such a great relief (laughs) of going, okay, I can, I can, I can, I can relax a little bit in the truth that this isn't a surprise to God and that he's not going to just, 
say good luck, <laughs> good luck uh, <laughs> in this. Um, I say that, you know, yeah. babies don't come with little instructions tied to the end of their toes. I always yeah. say, nice. you know, it's like, <laughs> you totally. know, that you have to, you know, figure it out. It's, it's, it's so true. It's, it's so true. But in, in, in on that, I think, I think what's, I think what's so true in this is that it starts, it really has to start with our personal relationship with God. It has to start Mm -hmm. from an area of discipleship from a, um, how much, how much time am I spending with God? How much am, am I leaning on God and trusting God? And how is my faith growing in God? So, um, I think that's, I, so I wanted to talk just a little bit then about what are some ways that parents um, can be a little bit more intentional in this time about their personal growth. I think that's, I think it's something that we don't want to miss. We don't want to be so focused on the external or on how am I going to fill the time this day? How am I going to teach my kids math and science and you know it's just you know we don't want to focus so much on the external and forget that it has to start from a place Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the internal and personal side with god so sandra what would be some some um encouragements or advice about ways that people can be more intentional with their time right now in, in regards to their personal spiritual growth Right. I mean, I love what you said, Jason. I mean, we can't, we can't pour out what we have not been poured in. So you can't mm-hmm. pour out to your kids, what, you know, what you haven't learned yourself. So um, that's, I always think of a tea kettle pot, you know, it's, you know, is it half full or is it really full? What are you pouring sure. out, you know, kind of thing. So um, I think for parents, you know, I love that verse in Deuteronomy. Um, I think it's five, so let's see it's six uh let's see where it says um impress let's see it's deuteronomy six sorry you guys no it's okay six and it's you know four five um six and seven but i'm gonna read you know six where it says these commandments that i give you today are to be upon your hearts impress impress them on your children talk Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. In other words, he's saying like all day long, you know, morning, noon, and night. You teach your children. So, um, so in that ways that moms, I like to advise moms. You know, like take it. Sometimes moms don't even have a minute to you know, to go to the bathroom or to do anything, you know? So I always say, carry your Bible or what do I say, Linda, you know, put your Bible in your car. And when you're dropping off at school, you know, take a minute and read a verse, you know, carry verses in your card. I know, you know, like for me, I always have scriptures of, you know, comfort for me, you know, just Bible verses that I put on an index card. You can put them on your mirror. You can, um, that's another way or, Create a, in your small group or, or women that you know, maybe 10 moms or so, and do a thread and create a 
thread of like, what are you grateful for today? You know, focus them on the Lord and what God has given them. And what are you grateful for today? And, and everybody sort of like maybe every other day, take a a turn and put what they're grateful for today, or maybe a scripture, or maybe it's just a thread that they, so that they can stay focused. And maybe that's all they can do is just read the text, you know, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, also just keeping podcasts like these and, (laughs) you know, Linda puts up a wonderful, we're studying a book right now for moms. It's called, um, mom set free. And from that book, um, Linda is able to post these little devotionals from there. And it's just, they're, they're so sweet. And it's just, you know, a little bit of reading just to, you know, inspire you for that day or encourage you for that day or remind you for that day, you know, just keeping your eyes on Jesus, I guess, for a mom is really, truly important. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, uh, it's, God knows what your life is like. God knows if you have eight kids under the age of 10 yes. that are keeping you completely <laughs> occupied or even two kids under the age of two or three, that is just, you know, as you said, you don't even have a free minute to go to the bathroom by yourself. Right. And so even just God is aware of that. And so the, right. even the littlest amount of investment that you can give back to God, even if it's just a minute in the parking lot after you drop your kids off, Mm -hmm. God is a master of redeeming time. God is a master Mm -hmm. of taking the little that you can give him, but making it so much more than what you could have ever thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think there's that that's so powerful that in that offer, offer to God, whatever you can, even Mm -hmm. if it's the smallest thing, Right. And he will show you how he can turn that into, you know, 5,000 loaves and fish, you know, whatever. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, (laughs) Jesus fed 5,000 men, right? Yeah. (laughs) Which means probably 10,000 with women and children or more Mm -hmm. with a kid's lunch that he probably yeah. rolled his eyes when mom handed it to him and went, this again? Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, if he's a typical kid, right? Yeah. You know, and it's it's what's in your hand. I remember um, one of our leaders and foundations many years ago used to say, what is in your hand? Give that mm-hmm. to Jesus. And mm-hmm. his law of reaping and sowing says, the way that God set it up, you plant one seed, you get back so much more. So exactly. to your point, Jason, if you have time for a verse or two, or just a moment, even to send up a breath prayer, Jesus, I need you. Like Mm -hmm. that's sufficient. Like God can use that. You know, it doesn't need to be long and loquacious. It's just, just talk to him, just give him what you can. The other thing, it's a thing I love to tell because people always go, are you kidding me? My kids were car sleepers when they were, you know, there are some kids that will (laughs) just like you put them in the car, you start driving and they instantly conk out. So what I used to do, because my kids, no matter what time I set my alarm for my quiet time, they woke up before it. It was magic. <laughs> if it was five, it was four fifty-five. Mom. So what I found is that if they went to sleep in the car, I kept my Bible in the car and I'd go park at the Target here in Foothill Ranch, and I would leave the engine on because turning it off is a signal we've arrived Makes and they wake up. Yep. <laughs> so and literally, I have had more time with Jesus in the parking lot at Target. Just even if it was 10 minutes, just to get into the word, to talk to him a little bit, to quiet my soul, listen to a worship song, and then just keep going. And nobody bothered me, you know, but that was the time that I had. I was like, Jesus, this is the first fruits of my day. Like, this is the first moment that I've had any time. So this is what I'm giving you. 
That's good. And he used that. So that's so good. There's a lot of grace for that. Yes. So that's so good. So, so it's, so as we said before, it's, it's only really after that, it's only through what you, what is, is coming into you, what is pouring into you, then you can put out. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I I know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of parents right now who are like, Hey, I got, uh, unexpected amount of time right now with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be a little bit more intentional or think through a little bit more about how I am pouring into them. I know that's something that my wife is thinking through, you know, as she's going, okay, I want to be a student of my kids. I want to learn how mm-hmm. to be the best mom that I can be and use this time in that way. So what are Alinda, I'll start with you. What are some practical ways that parents can better use this time to build stronger, deeper relationships with their kids? Um, so when, when I saw this question, I thought about it in terms of like our littles and then our older kids. Yeah. Um, but if you've got littles, um, when they're playing, get on the floor and play with them. Don't use it. Like the temptation is, oh my gosh, they're busy. I'm going to go do 17 things. <laughs> and... <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not the case with my little. He demands that we play with him (laughs) at all (laughs) times. But to use that time. And the other thing, just by way of reminder, kids know when they're competing with your device for your attention. Mm -hmm. Kids know. And so what I would say is that put it down. Like it will wait because the person in front of you, this time is sacred. You're never going to get this back. It will never be like this again. And that's not to be like, you know, overdramatic. It's just the reality of it. And so just to, um, so use the playtime as connection time, not as a babysitter, be intentional with your device use. And then two, right now, um, kids, I've talked to a lot of moms and their kids are like misbehaving and acting out in ways that maybe they're not used to them doing. And then they're feeling like they've got to be a stricter disciplinarian. And there's this, this stress and this tension And what I would encourage moms to recognize is that as stressful as it is on you, number one, your kids read that and they, they respond to that in you, but it's also stressful on them in different ways that they may not even be able to articulate. So offer grace and for kids that are verbal, talk to them, Mm -hmm. talk to them. Or if they're drawing pictures, ask them what they're drawing and, and try to try to talk to them and, and figure out, you know, why are you yelling? <laughs> you know, what's going on? Because you might find that they're just frustrated or scared. I mean, because like I say, they they may not be able to tell us, you know, articulate what it is that we're feeling, but they feel what we're feeling. Mm. And they carry it, but they don't know how to, they don't know what to do with it. So just That's recognize good. that. They're not like they have not turned into little demons. They are just <laughs> confused and afraid and they don't know what to do with that. And so <laughs> You know what I mean? That's good. So, um, but then with your older kids, um, because mine are in that stage, just recognize that they don't always want to talk when it's convenient for you, but they need to talk. Mm -hmm. Like mine usually talk late at night. So just when your older kids decide they want to talk, shut up and listen. I have learned Mm -hmm. more after midnight than I ever learned after school going, so how was your day? (laughs) So just make time for those conversations because- Kids in the junior high, high school, college set have given up a lot. Mm-hmm. Their lives don't look like what they thought they were going to look like. There's disappointment. There's fear about the future. There's a lot of other stuff that they may not know how to deal with. Right. So 
just give them space to kind of process because I think if we just pretend like everything's okay, things get pushed under the carpet and then yeah, it's not good. So. Mm, that's good. That's good. Sandra, what would be uh, some, some encouragements, some practical ideas from you on, uh, for moms and dads too, on how to build stronger, deeper, healthier relationships with their kids? Sure. I always um, talk about creating a life-giving home. And what I mean by that is, you know, creating a, a home and a safe safe haven for your children, especially now. You know, they want to know that it's safe at home, that they're protected by their parents, that they're, they're loved. You know, I think um, during this time, parents get so like um, stress, they're watching the news and they're hiding their emotions, but kids, like Linda said, feel all of that. So I, I would recommend just, you know, playing with your, read books to your, shut everything off, sit and read a book to, especially your little ones, you know, you're never going to get this time back, you know, and reading a book and instead of plopping a machine in front of them, sit with them, read out loud, you know, um, I mean, they can't even have friends over right now. It's pretty hard. So again, kids have lost a lot right now, it, just in general, even little ones who want to go to the park. We have um, some young moms that are um, in our group and, you know, they're tearful because they can't even go to a park to play with their kids. You know, they have to stay home, play alone. So um, dedicate this and make it a fun environment. Do fun things like build a tent, you know, in your home yes. and all camp out Gordon's in the living room. You know, <laughs> playful, fun, um, loving, be encouraging. Um, Try to you know not not hide your emotions, but um, um, you know just protect what you're saying. I guess with your with your um, partner or your husband, you know, um, mm -hmm. in the home. Also, you know, turn everything. Be encouraging to your child. Help them to grow. Like find find what. Um, what's what's been cultivated in their heart what comes out in their hearts what their creativity is like you know one may want to sing and read and so you may want to get some books for that one or another one's musically inclined and you want to say hey let's try some of these little instruments or something like that mm -hmm. and this is a time when you can actually do all of that stuff you know mm -hmm. just what does your what does the, your child's heart desire? You know, is it go outside and dig for worms? Okay, mom, well, that might be what <laughs> you might have to do today. Go outside and dig some worms, you know, or catch bees, or I don't know, but it's stuff that, it's those little things that really, um, you know, if they want to be a superhero that day, then dress up and be a superhero, you know? Mm -hmm. I know, it's just, um, just all those, all those things, like, I guess, um, trying to remember that they are children and that sometimes you have to go and be like them. You know, it's just like, yeah. you have to go and be a child just like them. And you'll learn things from your kids that, um, and they'll learn things about you as well. If you sit, play, read, you know, love mm -hmm. them. And, um, again, it's that the home is kind of like the, um, the testing, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, what's the word I want to use? Not testing ground, but you know, it's like the, um, when you're in, in science class and you, it's you the know, lab, the lab, Thank you. that's the word I wanted. It's the lab, you know, for, for them in the future. It's like, what did you cultivate in that child's heart? So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I do want to encourage you if you are going out to catch bees, please make sure to wear thick gloves. <laughs> 
in doing so because that could that could be I could just imagine yeah. pain points. Yeah. <laughs> you know. um, so I, I wanted to touch on one other area um, of, of, of ways that we can um, be encouraging others. We talked about it in terms of, of our kids and in terms of parenting, but I wanted to talk to what are some tips for how, we can be encouraging to others, um, even while socially distanced. I think there can be, you know, almost this feeling of just like, uh, well, I, I don't get to talk to people as much anymore. I don't get to see people. So, you know, it's that idea that distance builds barriers. And so we feel like they're on the other side of the world right now, even if they're just, you know, a town over. Um, so what are some just kind of practical tips, tools that we can um, encourage or that we can use to help us to be encouraging to others? Sandra? I think I touched a little bit about like maybe creating, you know, like a text thread with your friends mm -hmm. and doing something like that or, you know, the old fashioned way of just writing a card or a little mm -hmm. letter. <laughs> getting something in the mail right now like that. Yeah. Encouraging. Um, I know um, it would be encouraging to me. I'm, I, I love that kind of stuff. And so mm. but something like that um, phone call, what about picking up the phone? You know, we've become such a text, you know, there's all these tools that we use like Voxer and, and things like that. But what about actually like I'm a big, and Linda knows this, I'm a big, pick up the phone and I want to hear your voice. You know, I really want to hear what you're, how you're doing. Cause in a text, you can say, Oh, I'm doing fine. It's okay. You know, you know, same as yesterday kind of thing. But emojis. When you, yeah, yeah just... exactly. <laughs> emojis. We live on those, you know, by picking up the phone and actually making a phone call to someone that, you know, the Lord always puts people on your heart, even though you may not have thought about them, you may not have seen them in a while. And then all of a sudden you think about them and you go, Oh, I should probably call that person. Mm -hmm. So picking up the phone, writing a letter and maybe creating a little text with some friends and encouraging one another, you know, on a weekly or daily basis. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. I, I think, you know, a communication doesn't need to stop even no. if you can't be in the same room with the other person necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like, and speaking of like the, um, letters or postcard kind of thing like it was it was it's been so fun we've gotten two postcards from our Saddleback Kids ministry that they've sent to Ben our two-year-old you know just saying hey we miss you we really hope you're doing you know just just nice little that. things and he loves them like he keeps them as treasures and we have them yeah. in the house kind of yeah. stuff and even just this morning he he was asking for them because he wanted to hold them and so like that, you know, they're just, it's very special. And because, mm -hmm. especially since it is so uncommon nowadays, mm -hmm. that it just kind of adds to the novelty of it. And it just, it means a little bit extra more. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's cool. Linda, how would you respond to the idea of, of some tips? Um, I had a couple. So along the lines of what Sandra was saying, I was thinking in terms of engaging your kids, have them draw pictures and send those to the grandparents. Like, it'll, you know what I mean? <laughs> but anything yeah. that you're, anytime you take your focus off, this is hard, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that, and you say, I'm going to encourage somebody today, that changes you too. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you encourage them, but you get as much back in return early on in this. Um, like I was going through my contact list and just two people a day that I hadn't talked to. I was texting, Hey, how are you? How can I pray for you? And, um, the responses I got back, it created dialogue, it created connection, it created, it revitalized relationships. Mm. So there was that. The other thing, and I mean, it's not meant to sound trite, but is pray for each other. Like mm-hmm. literally, like whether it's in your, your group or if you just kind of think through your neighborhood and pray for the people mm-hmm. by home, anytime you turn your attention to bringing them before the father, that's going to be, I mean, God will work in their lives, but then God is working in your life. And so I was just thinking, just if you made praying like, or if you, if like, if you go for a walk after dinner, just as you're walking by the house, God, I pray for them. And I pray for, you know what I mean? Just take time to lift other people up that way. And I think that's, that's huge because it, it, you know, it just, it opens the door for God to work in their lives, but it also changes you. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so and good. definitely making use of all the tools that we have. I mean, whether it's, I mean, okay, we're kind of zoomed out. I get it, but you can zoom. You can do a Facebook message. You can, there's a million ways to be able to. (laughs) Literally a million ways. (laughs) But the thing that what we, what we find too, is that when we do that, it's like we're strengthened together. You know, Ecclesiastes four, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. the, we use this verse at Saddleback, I don't know, maybe once a month in the past, but you know, two are better than one for they can help each other succeed. Um, I used to call it the pity the fool verse because it was like, but pity the fool who's by themselves because when they fall, (laughs) they've got nobody to help them up. So if you're, if you were born after the eighties and Mr. T didn't make it to you, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But when you encourage other people, when you take that step outside yourself, it encourages you to, and you guys can lift each other up and, and get through this together. We need each other. We, you know, yeah. we were never meant to do life alone, you know? So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and can I yeah. add something to that? Please. There's been time. I know what I've done, like even in my little neighborhood is just dropped. I never had time for this, but I find myself, okay, well, I'm baking banana bread. <laughs> or making something. And so I'll wrap them in a little thing and drop them off and say, you know, hey, thinking of you today, you know, or whatever. They're not that many houses on my particular street. So it's Mm -hmm. easy for me to do, but dropping something off to just a surprise to someone, you know, like groceries or something like that is also, you know, handy. Now I know for moms, that's kind of a little bit um, harder because, you know, you're having to go to the grocery store with a bunch of kids and then (laughs) try to drop something off. But, you know, it's just um, maybe just start in your own neighborhood. Like Linda said, you know, sometimes it's just easier. I I saw one, I saw one um, story about a family where it was a lot of kids on a street and one of them brought out like a boom box and they, everybody stood on their own driveway and they had a dance party and it was the oh, cutest. Thing. That's great. <laughs> like, you know, so everybody's distant, you know, cause they're in their own driveway, but they just put a boom box out and it was great. Oh, that's fun. So, I know. That's fun. Um, I have, I've really been enjoying this conversation. I think it's been, it's been so just, helpful and re-encouraging, you know, I think it's important, you know, this is what month, what, five or something of this kind of isolation type season. And so uh, I think it's really important to have these moments of just re-encouraging of just Mm -hmm. getting re-poured into in these ways. And um, I'm so grateful for you both in joining me in this conversation. Is there any kind of last little bits that you would want to share any last 
thoughts or encouragements for moms or for truly anybody who who is listening today? Go ahead, Sam. Either of you. Um, it's kind of open share, free yeah. fall. <laughs> I'm, I mean, for me, I know this is such a tough season for parents, you know, moms and dads. And I would just say, you know, stay focused on, um, you know, God's word and then, you know, pour out into your children and then just embrace the season that you get to be at home and love on your kids. And who knows what God has in this, in this, you know, at quarantine time that we have. I mean, he may be building strong families, you know, mm-hmm. just as we are just, you know, just sitting at home, building these strong families. So, um, I would say you are enough and don't stress out and this too will pass, you know, but at the, um, right now in this moment in time, you're never going to capture this again, where you're going to be able to be still with your children and teach them. Like I said, in Deuteronomy morning, noon, night, all the, you know, always. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Linda. I just, one of the things that I thought about, even as I was getting ready for this conversation is just, you know, one of the things that we talk about at Saddleback is that more is caught than taught. Mm. And so right now your kids, they're around you all the time. (laughs) So they have the opportunity to see you living Mm. out your faith. Mm -hmm. So when you pray for something and, and you see God working or you see God providing, let your kids in on your faith life. You know, um, when God blesses you say, wow, look what God did, you know, allow them to see that you are depending on him and you are looking to him and you are talking to him. And if it's reading Bible stories together out of a children's Bible, I've always said the living Bible, you know, the children's Bibles, if, if you can sit and read that with your kid, you know, that counts, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, but live your faith before your kids and recognize that no matter how this time goes, what they're seeing is what does it look like? to live a Jesus following life in a crisis situation. Like what is this, what does this look like right now? And no matter how old they are, your two-year-old is learning things Mm -hmm. about how to live and how to respond just by watching you and Alicia. Mm -hmm. And so um, just let your kids see it. And and that will be what they take away from this time. Yeah. They will take away, wow, we prayed for this and God provided. We we saw the blessing of an, another sunset or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. teach them to see it and to acknowledge what God is doing. And that will that will last them a lifetime. Yeah, so. that's good. Mm, that's so good. Um, well, I'm really glad for, for everybody who has joined us in this episode. It's been it's been a very special episode and just this great little pause to stop and and remember and reflect and encourage and think. And I'm just uh, I'm so grateful for this partnership um, on this special. If, um, if this was your first time listening to Doable Discipleship, you can find um, all of our episodes. We've done, I think this is like our 180th or something like that um, episode of, of the podcast. So you can find us at saddleback.com slash doable or in your favorite podcast um, app. Um, just search doable discipleship or on the Saddleback church YouTube channel too. Uh, we release new episodes usually every Tuesday and then, um, and yeah, we're, um, 
have been in a couple episodes right now on the life of prayer. I had a great um, conversation with a lady named Carolyn Baker a number of years ago that we are re-airing those episodes. And then we'll be uh, showing some really cool episodes, um, asking Pastor Tom a bunch of questions about um, a content that's found in Foundations. So if you have questions on the Bible or a God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, uh, it was probably asked and answered. So, so that's going to be our next series that is coming out uh, on Doable. And then uh, we have a really exciting series that I'm not going to share yet because it's not set in stone for the fall, but I'm really looking forward to that. Um, as well. So we're here every Tuesday. And um, and if you want to get more plugged into women's ministry, if you are newer to that, or you are looking to learn more about it, then you can go to saddleback.com slash women, and you can um, see a bunch of different offerings on there. Again, everything is pretty much online right now that that is running, um, but it does have info on all that stuff on there too. Um, so yeah, it's been great to chat with you today. And um, Sandra, thank you. Linda, thank you. And uh, friends, uh, we will be back again on a Tuesday for another episode of Doable Discipleship. We love you all, and we are praying for you. And have a great rest of your weekend. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.